Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Hashtag Podcast, episode 103. As we inch closer to the trade deadline, the Red Sox are continuing to talk like they're going to buy, buy, buy. Not, not win this division, but potentially race for a wild card spot. I think that's a terrible idea, but we'll get into all of that. Joining me today, you've seen him a thousand times. You'll probably see him a thousand more. Adam Wright of the Fumbalooski Podcast. Adam, what's good? Nothing much. It's nine o'clock here in the morning. Yeah, yeah we got we got up super early Late to record night. because this, this is yeah. the only time that could record for both of us. Adam was out drinking way too much last night. You already know. Excuse no, me. That is. <laughs> Adam Adam works with the Woo Sox and they had a late, late night last night, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, so he's he's gonna be about fifty percent for this episode, which is about twenty percent that more than he usually is, which I'll take. So getting into our first segment of the day. If you guys do like this content, make sure YouTube, like and subscribe. You already know what to do. If you're following on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever, make sure you follow me so you could see all the content that I bring out. So starting with this Red Sox team, we there, there's no other way to say it. We're either red hot or one of the worst teams in baseball. This is one of the streakiest teams that really I've ever seen of the Red Sox. I mean, right now, 46 and 43, which isn't the worst record, but still 10 games back of the division, four or five games back of the wild card, still kind of competing. But not really. Adam, what are your thoughts? Well, this team would be a lot more competitive, and I think we'd we would be thinking a lot more highly of them if they were in a different division. Like really? think about think about the AL Central right now. The mm-hmm. twins are leading with uh one game above five hundred. Yeah. It's quite pathetic. And here they are in the AL East where you have two teams with two of the best records in baseball, and then the other two are about are roughly ten games above five hundred as well, and that leaves you three games above. You'd be leading in the central, and you know th- this is they're just in one of the toughest divisions in baseball. But even but even without that, there's there's still a lot of things wrong with this team that goes all the way up to the front office, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the front office later when we get into trades and stuff. Because like I said, this team is committed to buying and not just calling it quits. So it it's a very weird position for the front office. But as you said with the divisions, if the Red Sox... Let's, let's just say you replace the Red Sox with the Guardians for a second. You throw the Guardians in the AL East, you throw the Red Sox in the AL Central. The Red Sox would be winning that division by a game as it stands right now. But... If if I'm still a Red Sox fan, I'm going, yes, we're winning the AL Central, but are we doing anything in the playoffs? Absolutely not. There's there's no way in hell that we're making any noise in the playoffs. Because if I look around at the other these other teams, I'm looking at a really hot Rays team, an Orioles team that's slowly becoming a dynasty, a Blue Jays team that's finding their own, and a Yankees team that always seems to become hot in July and August when everyone else slows down. Uh, the Texas Rangers have finally found their footing along with their season-ending injuries. Am I competing with those five teams? 
in just the American League alone, not to mention the National National League, where you have the Braves leading it. The Reds are red hot since they've gotten Ellie De La Cruz. The Diamondbacks are surprisingly good with a rookie being a potential M- MVP candidate and the Dodgers still being the Dodgers. I, I just named you off nine or ten teams that can legitimately take this team down even if they were winning a division. Right. So I don't think the division really matters. In this case, I think it's more just looking at the talent on each I mean, it it matters when you're in that division and you're in last place. Because if you're three games above 500, most of the time you're in second or third place in your mm-hmm. division. Maybe fourth if the division's competitive. But last? That's, I mean, that's very irregular, and I, I, I don't know how I turned into the the Red Sox defender here. I have not been high on the Red Sox this year. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I think I think five hundred is in some ways worse than finishing last because when you're last, there's a push for change. With this, yeah. it's like, yeah, they're good enough. It's good enough for Heim Bloom to keep his job, but it's not good enough for them to contend, and they're just going to continue yeah. to do what they're doing. Now, let's just say that the Red Sox end up missing the playoffs this year. That's four out of five years in a row. Since our 2018 World Series run, the Red Sox have missed four out of five playoff runs. Which, in a city like Kansas City, Oakland, L.A., or the Angels, that's accepted. That's kind of the norm. Boston, big market like Boston, we that heads have to roll if the Red Sox miss the playoffs four out of five years, people need to lose jobs. It, it's that simple. And that, that could be Alex Cora. That could be kind bloom. Somebody's got to be the scapegoat here. Someone's got to take the fall. Adam, if this team doesn't make the playoffs, who's that scapegoat? Heim bloom. Really? You just going hundred percent straight to the top. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't liked the way they've been doing things there. Um, it, it would be one thing if they did the if you do the money ball method and it works, but with Heim Bloom, he clearly doesn't know how to do it. He did it, he 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 was successful that one year in 2021, and ever since then, he didn't do anything. And actually, it's not even it like you can actually look at it a lot cl- more closely with this season and last year as well, because the Red Sox last year. We're 12 games above 500 at one point. And then Bloom did nothing to improve the club. In fact, he made things worse during mm-hmm. that time. He started calling up minor leaguers to come and play big roles for the club, and it screwed them over. Next thing you know, they were in last place. Yeah. And then that happened, and that's been happening this year. You, They've been relying too much on the minor leaguers, the utility guys, when you just don't have the star talent. And I don't think he sees the value in uh, in the high-level uh, position players and starting pitchers. They, he just doesn't see the value, which is a problem. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a problem when you're giving 38-year-old Justin Turner, who's on the decline, batting 270, yes. But he's been doing good this year. But he's 38 years old. It's going to catch up to him. He's no J.D. Martinez. You'd rather go and pay him $10 million for two seasons than go and get J.D. Martinez. And I understand that could be a player thing with J.D. not wanting to come back, but you at least got to give him an offer. You know, if Xander doesn't leave, does J.D. stay? Does Nathan Eovaldi stay? It's, it's, it's a good question to ask. And 
it, it shows issue, you the domino effect. Yeah. If you don't want to pay this person, this other person may, may feel like, oh, they don't want to pay me either. And they'll be out too. Yeah, well, it's not, I don't think it's necessarily the Justin Turners of the world that are that are hurting them. It's mm-hmm. the Jaron Durans, the Adam Duvalls, the uh, the Connor Wongs, the Rob Refsniders of the world. Those yeah. guys, you are putting them, you are putting these utility players in big spots who just aren't star talent. It's not their fault. They just, they're, they're not, they are what they are. But mm-hmm. if you try to make, if you try to turn them into something that they're not, then they're going to disappoint you. Like it's great yeah. that Jaron Duran is having a good year so far. 313 average, 861 OPS. He's been off, awesome so far. But how much do you trust that? I don't. honestly, I, I I need to see the consistency in it. I, I can't look at one month and say that's my center fielder for the next 10 years, obviously. I need to see some consistency. But he's shown us no real signs this year of failing. Right. You know what I mean? Like, but how much do you trust like- how much do you trust that now? If he continues for a little while, then okay, maybe he he's earned he's earned something here. But how much do you trust that right now? Out based he's, on what we've seen now, and what we saw last year. Un- unless he goes two months straight of batting under two hundred, he's earned the center fielder job for the rest of the season. Can we agree on that? Yeah, if, I would if, say so. It's becomes... his job until he loses it now. But like, yes. what I'm saying is just how much do you trust for him to keep it? I honestly, I've seen no signs of him being able. Let's let's look at some stats from just last month, right? For the month of June, Jaron Duran batted four fifty seven in the month of June. Four fifty seven, Adam. Yeah, he's been great. All right, he's been killing it. Two triples, a homer, four RBIs. Uh, Justin Turner, even though I was just talking about him being old, I mean three oh eight batting average, two doubles, two homers, eleven RBIs. Rafael Devers turning it around with a 340 average in the month of June, uh, 446 on base percentage. He's been killing it for you. And then where's the other guy? It's one more guy batting about 300. It is, where is he? Masataka Yoshida batting 371 throughout right. the month of. And but you look at the rest of the guys, there's nothing. Connor Wong 216, Adam Duvall 171. David Hamilton, 115, rookie, struggles, understandable. Uh, Casas not doing bad at 258, Arroyo, 182, Verdugo, 175, just not great. Kike, 235, he continues to struggle. Ref Schneider, okay, at a 259. Those are your guys. So there's just the, too, there's there's too many utility players you're relying on here. Like, Kike Hernandez the, should not be one of your starting middle infielders. He's... no. Right, and and he, and he only is right now because, um, because Trevor Story is still out. If um, once Trevor Story comes back in and is a full fledged player in this thing in this team, he's going to make his way out the door, um, out out the door, meaning he's going to be a bench player now, um, and then either Yu Chang when he comes back or Pablo Reyes is going to be your starting shortstop, but those are the two positions right now. The two things that are really hurting this Red Sox team is your defensive ability at shortstop. They suck. They're the worst defending team at shortstop in the league right now. Between Kike, Pablo, David Hamilton, and Yu Chang, those those four have just been a turnstile 
of just being really shitty. The second thing is your pitching. The pitching, yes, James Paxton just won American League Player of the Month. Pitcher of the Month, I'm sorry. But this pitching staff is a bottom three in the American League right now. You can't you can't win anything with a with that subpar of a team. I don't think it's necessary. I think it's more so the uh, health issue on that end because they haven't really had a they haven't really had a solid a solid starting five that has consistently gone all the way through through the season. Mm-hmm. Like you know when you have Garrett Whitlock who's been in and out of the rotation all season long, then you're going to see some inconsistency there. Um, And Paxton has gotten hurt here and there. And when he's been healthy, he's been awesome. So Paxton's been great. I I just wish we had this last year. I mean, James Paxton over the month of month of June, 1.5 ERA and a 0.67 whip. Very, very good. We'll take that every day of the week. Brian Bayo, 182 ERA, 0.87 whip. Now that's promising. Now throwing your question back on you, just like you were saying with Duran, how yep. much do you trust Bayo? Bayo? Mm-hmm. I trust Bayo. I trust what, Bayo. What's, yeah. What's the difference? He's one of the higher prospects out there. So he has the uh he was one of the higher prospects in the Red Sox organization coming up. Mm-hmm. You know, and he was killing it in AAA. Then he comes up. He struggled earlier on, and last season he got better as the as the season went on. He wasn't good, but mm-hmm. he's, he started to show some some development there. Same story with this with this year. Started off really rocky, then he is then he found some consistency, and you know Bayo just has the credibility there because he was he has those expectations with. Um, with Duran, we really never saw him as one of those guys who could make an impact here. Maybe be a, a utility player. But with Bayo, I have an expectation that he could be the ace in this upcoming season. Yeah, I, I'd say two years. But even in that extra year, he's going to be kicking ass as the number two, number three guy in your rotation. I mean, he I might be right see. now. I I mean, yeah. He's, I mean, hey, he's, about to be, he's about to get his ERA under two. Mm-hmm. Or Jesus, under three, two, under two would be like under this guy could be a be... rookie of the year candidate. I, I don't yeah. think I'm exaggerating when I say that. I, I think I think there are, he's going to be a candidate, but there are more guys with just more hype right now. Right now, the AL rookie of the year is Masataka Yoshida, actually, because even though he's 28, he's still a rookie. But I think, yeah, um, we, we can we can pictures, debate rookie of the year later, but. Yeah, um, but Brian Bayo, I do trust. I do trust him. You want to know a player who I don't trust is Paxton. Not not in not, not from a skill standpoint, and not long term. I'm just saying that he's not going to stay healthy like this forever. Mm-hmm. With his age, he's 34. With his, with his health issues, mm-hmm. I just think that that's a player you you will want to deal at the deadline. Same thing yes. with Justin Turner. No reason why you have you should have these guys still on your roster um, mm-hmm. when the deadline passes because you can actually get something for these guys. Mm-hmm. So um, I will just say, though, with how I was just trashing the um, Red Sox pitching staff, um, for the month of June, they have been 
uh, the sixth best pitching team in the league, which scares me a little bit. And we're going strictly off of ERA. The Phillies had the best month of June with a 3.04 average ERA. Red Sox in sixth at a 3.79. Uh, teams like the Yankees are midway with a 4.1. And then we go all the way to the bottom. Guess which team had the worst month of June pitching-wise? Team with the worst month of June. I know the Yankees didn't have the best. Uh, don't have the best starting rotation, even though one of them they just were, threw a perfect I, I said the Yankees were average. They were 15th. Yankees are average. Yep. This um, this team had a 7.14 ERA for the month of June. Who did? Giving up seven runs a night. Hmm. Yeah, that ain't good. It's not um, good. So overall, as a team, the it's the Oakland A's who are last with a six oh two ERA. As, as overall, team. for the month of June, it's the Rockies with a seven ERA in the month of June. Your Rockies with a apparently Salute. better stadium. Salute Denver. Salute it. Salute salute the shootiness. All right. You, salute. You think Coors Field is better is better than Fenway Park? It looks we're not, nicer. We're not, yes, it does. We're not doing that. Yes, it does. All right. And the damn thing you can say about it. So going into um, trades, we're slowly approaching the trade deadline. Um, we would talk about the draft more because the draft's in like a week or so. But you nor I don't really know that much about prospects. We kind of do our research once they're selected to the team, right? Right. I'm pretty There's sure. There's a lot of prospects there. out there. There's way too many to figure out. It's it's kind of the same with the NFL draft for me. I'll do a little bit on like the higher end, like first round guys, but after the first round, I don't know a damn thing about you until you're signed to the Patriots. Yeah, but the N- the 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 NFL's easier. It, the NFL seven rounds. The N- the MLB is like forty. Exactly. Like so. every like a, everyone gets drafted. There's so everyone many prospects mm-hmm. because you gotta fill. Go to you have to fill all those minor league teams. Yep. So, and plus you have AAA, AA, high A, regular A, low A, rookie ball. You got to fill all those teams. So, there are three guys that are being linked to trade rumors right now. And I'm going to add a fourth, and we're going to fight over this. First two guys are actually two guys that you are, yeah, two guys that you talked about. Justin Turner and James Paxton. I think right now, the time to sell James Paxton is at an all-time high. After winning AL Pitcher of the Month, you could go to other teams and say, look, 1.5 ERA. Yeah, uh, sure, sure. He'll sustain it. He'll sustain it for a full year. Take it. Take it. You know, get a, yep. get a decent prospect back. I'm not talking about a top 20 prospect in someone's organization. Maybe a top 30 prospect. You can you can bring in you – can, you can get James Paxton out of here for at least some minimal value. For still being 34, you're not going to get much – but you get something. And if you package him and Turner. No, no team's going to take on that much salary. That's $18 million right there. Yeah. I'm going to be shocked if anyone takes on Turner, but on a contending team, a start, uh, a high end starting pitcher Mm -hmm. who clearly still has it. And, uh, you know, 
a veteran who also still has it on the positional side. Mm-hmm. So here's the problem with Turner is he's not a position player anymore. We need to find a team that has no DH and is competing and has $10 million in cap space to get rid of him. That team doesn't necessarily, uh, there's only one team that I can think of that fits that criteria and that's the Houston Astros. You can maybe sell off Justin Turner for a really, really mid prospect. That's about the best you're going to get for Justin Turner. But honestly, if that means we don't have to pay him $10 million next year, I'm happy. Yeah. Unless you're still an all-star, you should not be making $10 million at 38 years old. But he, but just by the name recognition, he should have some value. Because his, not only is his name Justin Turner, mm-hmm. but also he's having a really good year. He's batting he's batting just, just under 290. Well on his way to batting 300 on the year, um, he's he still has pop in his bat with 13 home runs so far. I just mm-hmm. think like I just think you can get a decent return for Justin Turner for a team that's contending. You know, looking for a rental player, um, a guy trying, someone trying to squeeze the last ounce of baseball that they have in them. Mm-hmm. And a little just, rent to DH strategy. Perhaps not. This, not even just that. Maybe maybe he could pl- still play third base. I mean, he's been no, doing that for no. us. He, he can't. He can't play the. He can't play the field anymore. Which it, it's like trying to put JD Martinez out in left field again. It's just not going to work. Can you can you get through it for a game, possibly, but to to make him your everyday third baseman, it ain't going to work. So I would say, um, and the Padres have been linked to Justin Turner also. They could use another bat in there. They could use as much as they get because they are struggling right now. Them and the Mets are both at 500 with two of the highest payrolls in the league. Uh, the third guy is going to end up being uh, Adam Duvall, who's been a bench guy for us, who's batting below 200, is 34 years old, and I believe is making $6 million this year. Adam, do you see the slightest bit of trade value in that? No. No. <laughs> There's just nothing. This guy, <laughs> Absolutely not. Like, no. It's like like I t- like I told you on, on Instagram. I'm like like trying to trade a play a bad player to another team is like tasting something that tastes like garbage. And then talk telling your friend, here, taste this. It's terrible. They're not gonna take it. Like, I don't want to taste no. it if it's terrible. I don't want your player if he sucks. He's going to make my team worse. And then, like when you trade it, like that, that implies that you're that they have to give something up. Do they want to give something for Adam Duvall? No. I mean, this guy was batting well over three hundred just like uh, like five minutes ago, and now he's batting two fifty. What does Mm -hmm. that tell you about what that was? An anomaly. It's not good. It never has been. Never will be. So he got hurt. And they got I mean, hurt. Like there, there's no, there's no value with him. You we we got to take any any possible trade names, all the bad ones, players who are having a bad year, take them off the list. Take them off. They're the not list. you're not getting anything. And you you either just have to write it out, or in someone's case like Adam Duvall, where it's a multi year contract, just hit him with the DFA. Get get the yep. DFA. Get him the hell out of here. There, there's no. 
there's no reason to have him on this team unless you have a inkling that he's going to turn it around miraculously and bat 300 the rest of the year and be a good right fielder for us when Verdugo's struggling. There's no reason. So, um, last thing, speaking about trades, uh, with the trade deadline being a little under a month away, Adam, is it time to buy, sell, or do nothing? Sell. Sell. 100% sell. Mm-hmm. And, and I, another... I... Keep I'm going, sorry. keep going, sorry. Another name that we uh, I would like to float out there, Red Sox fans, don't kill me, Alex Verdugo. Mm-hmm. He's on I know contract he, I, here. I, I know he's kind of been, you know, I, he's kind of been slumping lately, but we know what he's capable of. The league knows what he is. That's a guy who you should sell off because you'll actually get something for him. And I believe he's an unrestricted free agent in 24, right? Um, he He's technically under contract now um, under arbitration. So next year you can put him back on arbitration, but yeah, next year will be his free agency year right so and he technically still has this year and next year left mm-hmm. unlike justin turner who's going to be out the door and unlike paxton who is i believe also on uh is, i believe paxton is two years and turner's two years teams will treat it like it's one year with those two because they're they're old you take it year by year yeah, but still, Verdugo's younger, and he still has this year and next year left. So you have the the any team that trades for him has time to try and negotiate a longer term deal because mm-hmm. I just don't think like I, I I like Alex Verdugo. I guess what I hold against him is the fact that it's more it's more so against Heim because I just have a hard time forgiving him for trading Mookie Betts and mm-hmm. only getting that. Verdugo yeah. out of the trade. Like it's like there's nothing wrong with Verdugo. He's fine. He's just nowhere close to Mookie Betts. Hey, you did get or at Connor least some Wong sort too. of a return. You got, you got Connor Wong. Give me a break. <laughs> Give me a freaking break. Yeah, no, I'm not I'm not too happy with that one either. That was so. one of the worst returns I've ever seen from a star level player. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about when I when I mention Heim and his stupid money ball strategy. He does was, not like he treats he treats his prospects like is there is children, but they're not the best children. Mm-hmm. They're brats. They don't know how to play in the big league level. So here's the problem. I I can see exactly where you're coming from, right? With um Verdugo, I'm fifty fifty on it. He's been linked to the Houston Astros right now. If you trade him, you damn well better get something good back. If you don't trade him. And he comes to you this offseason and says, look, I want a five-year deal, $20 million a year. Do you pay him that for batting 280 this year? Bang 280 so far. Let's just let's just say for shits and giggles, he stays around. He's 287. So let's say he stays between 275, 280 per batting average. And he comes to you and says, I want $20 million a year for five years. Do you give him that? You tell him to go pound sand. Really? Yeah. Why? For Verdugo? For Verdugo. $20 million? You just paid Justin Turner 10. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to need you to explain this. Why, why, why are we say no to 20 for Verdugo 
if we well, said yes to 10 for 38-year-old Justin Turner? Well, I didn't say yes to it, but obviously I mean, not. But, but Turner at least has the has the has the star level pedigree. I just don't think Verdugo is is really on that level. I think Turner at his absolute best in his career is better than Verdugo ever has been. Are are you are you okay? A- Adam. First of all, Alex Verdugo was batting uh 294 when he was traded for so it's 23-year-old batting 294 in the majors. Obviously not Mookie level. Obviously, we've already talked about that. But in terms of just being a really, really good prospect, yeah. Then he comes over to Boston. And for four years in Boston, 308, 289, 280, 287 averages. Definition of consistency. Going to give you borderline 300 numbers. Going to be good enough in the outfield to keep it so you don't have to worry about taking him out as a defensive substitution. He's been great. Unless you get a really good prospect for him, I'm saying you keep him and you sign him for five years, $100 million. And I'm more than okay with that. You can you can make the you can make the argument that someone who's been arguably better than him this season, Masataki Yoshida, is only making 18 and a half. So if I want to throw Verdugo five years, 18 million a year, I am I'm I'm, I'm signing on the dotted line. There's, there's not much more to say. He's he's been very good. He's been one of the five people, four or five people, who have been consistently keeping this offense at a top 10 offense in the league this season. I mean, he has been, but I just, mm-hmm. I'm just not like Verdugo just doesn't jump out to me. He's, he's a solid, he's a solid player. He can hit the long ball. He's not great at it. I don't think he's ever had over 20 home runs. Um, let me fact check you, just like Instagram will. Uh, no, his highest is 13. This year he has six. That's terrible. I mean, in terms of extra base hits, though, 26 doubles already. Almost, uh, he had 39 last year, so 26 already is good. Four triples, six homers, 36 RBIs. And listen, I, I, don't love that they paid Justin Turner 10, mm-hmm. but he has hit 27 home runs three times in his career. Yes. One of them was in 2021, two years ago, and he was an all-star. But he's 38 years old. He's on the decline. He's clearly not if he's hitting 287 with 13 homers. He's on pace for, you know, he's on pace for 20 this year. Probably more. I'm just I like, I, I, the, take away the age. This this guy's actually having a pretty good year. I mean, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to sell you Verdugo over over Turner. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, you know, I think Verdugo does have more value, but I'm also just not committing to Verdugo long term. I'd rather trade him and get something for him. Yeah. No, I understand. Sorry, my camera froze, but or. Getting everything set up again. Get me back in here. Sorry about that. There we go. So I, I understand you're not trying to sell Turner over Verdugo, but if if you're gonna sit here and prize the Justin Turner signing, you're you're going right into kind of strategy of low ball, money ball, get guys who are cheap that can still produce numbers. You're you're buying right into that strategy. Right. So what you should do is you should package other players in that deal 
and get higher level prospects? Would you rather uh, trade? Would you rather trade Paxton, Turner, and Verdugo individually, and in each trade you get some mid level prospects, or mm-hmm. package all three of them in, or or a couple of them, whichever way you want to go, and get higher level prospects? I mean, or just one, or just one sense. really good one. The only the only way where that legitimately makes sense is if you package Verdugo and Turner and you send them off to San Diego. That's the only trade that I can see that you can legitimately get a good prospect. The others you're gonna get you're gonna get top thirty at best prospects. Well, that's that's all there is. Also, to it. also San Diego is a story themselves. I mean, they oh, yeah. they they went all in this year and they look terrible. They look horrible. Same with the Mets. We're going to talk about the Mets. Scherzer already requesting a trade. I mean, Scherzer's not having the best year either. He's starting to fall off. Same thing. No, Scherzer's still under a four ERA. He's still doing good. I mean, but that's relative to what he's been doing recently. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's still still borderline all-star numbers. Borderline. Um, One Uh, more guy we got to talk about. One more guy we got to talk about. I'm fully yep. on the board for trading Bobby Dalbeck. Small market guy. He's going to go out. You're going to trade him to the Royals, the Pirates, the Athletics. You're going to trade him to one of those teams. The White so- uh, the, do the White Sox have a first baseman? Do you know off the top of your head who the White Sox first baseman is? Not a f- – uh, no. Isn't Abreu like – He might still be there. But anyway – you trade them off to one of these teams. That is losing, yes, and they are not going to do well for the year. I would say the Rockies, but they already have C.J. Crone, who might be on the move, actually, this year. So you, you package Bobby Dahlbeck. You're going to get a good prospect in return because Dahlbeck is still only 26, 27 years old. You're going to get a good prospect in return. This dude has not been doing good in the Boston Major Leagues. He has been killing it in Worcester, right? Yeah, he's batting he's over been, 300, and he's third in all of minor league baseball and home he's runs. He's batting over yeah. 300. Yes, now obviously the talent, the pitching talent is less in the minor leagues, but I can throw him over to like an Oakland, and he'll be batting 289. It's it's a win-win for both sides. He's never going to do that in Boston again. He's just not. Casas has won the job. It's Casas' job to lose. There's not a spot on this team for Bobby Dahlback. Unless you want to, he's a rookie. Unless you want to throw him on the bench and let him rot the bench until his free agency time starts when he's thirty, it's just time to move on from Casas. Send him to Oakland. Send him to KC. Let him go back two seventy, two eighty there in a small market, and both sides come out a winner. All three sides, including Dahlbeck, that team, the Red Sox, and Dahlbeck, all come out as winners. Your thoughts. Um, I mean, Cassis, I guess I agree, but only because Cassis has, doesn't have much trade value right now. He really has nothing. Um, and the more I see this kid play in, on the big league level, the more I think he's just not, he's just not cut out for it. Um, and I guess Dahlbeck has at least shown that he can do a little something on the big league level. He hit 25 home runs in 2021. Mm -hmm. So he can do something, you know? So I, I, 
you know, I, 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 I want to give just from what I've seen in Worcester, um, since I worked there, yeah, I've seen him a lot. I, I'm tempted to give him another chance at the big league level, especially since Cassis, the guy ahead of him, is doing terrible, and He's Dahlbeck is killing it. He's going to bat two twenty his first year. He's a rookie. All right. Did they bring him up a year premature? Yes. I will. I will one hundred percent raise my hand and say the Red Sox brought up Cassis a year too early. But when Bobby Dahlbeck was struggling this much, you kind of had no other choice. You can't just try to throw the rookie to the fire and say, "All right, sink or swim." Right now, he's sinking. Yes, but he'll he'll turn around. Casas is too good. He'll turn it around. We both know this. So, that's, I'm that's I'm I skeptical. He's, he's he's already said, or Dahlbeck has come out and said, "Look, I want to play for the Red Sox. I want to be the starting first baseman here." But in terms of the other players here, it doesn't seem like there's a fit for me, and I think a trade will be best for all sides. Dahlbeck's come out and said that. Right. So I, I think I think it's time to pull the plug. I fail to plug. see, though, how how you believe because he wasn't able to play well in Boston that he'll he'll play on a, well on another big league club in, in Oakland. You're hey, still hey. facing big league. You're still facing big league arms. Hey, hey, come here, come here. All right. Andrew and attendee. So? So it's going to be the same thing. It's going to be the same thing. As Sonny Gray. It's going to be the same thing as Raldis Chapman. I keep going with the names. Between the Red Sox and the Yankees, the media there is fierce. And it is a real thing where people cave underneath big market media. Guys like Alex Verdugo will not cave under big market media. He's played for the Dodgers and the Red Sox. He does not care about the media. There are guys like that. Rafael Devers has become accustomed to this media. He will not cave to the media. Guys like Dahlbeck, Ben Attendee, Sonny Gray, they cower to the media. And that's not a bad thing. I'm, I'm not trying to screw up these players. You know, that's not a bad thing, right? Sometimes it's just easier for players to go to a small market team where the media is less, where their name is out of the spotlight more. They can relax and they can play good ball. Ben Intendi was good with the Red Sox. He played, he, he played bad in 14 games in 2020, in the COVID year. No. And the year before that. No, not just um and after that so the covid year and after and after that um after no that he got traded before the season right or did he got traded during the season during, during the season he got traded during the season so yeah 2021 also yes cuz i remember we you and i were recording an episode and we were talking about this and then immediately 20 minutes after i released the episode he gets traded in 2021 he batted 276 22, he batted 304. He was a league leader in batting average for a little while. Uh, actually, no, uh, three, 320. He was a league leader in batting average for a little while. For New York, batted 254. And then on the White Sox, 280. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the reason what I'm talking about, right? Boston starts to really struggle, goes to KC, small market team, turns it around. 276. Then. Casey the next year, 320 batting average in a small market, then immediately goes to New York and his average drops 70 points. Can you explain that to me? Well, the transition to a new club is tough. The transition to a new market is tough. And you also have to to put that, uh, put that into context because 
um, during during that run, like he had a he had a vicious slump when he first got traded to New York, mm-hmm. but then it skyrocketed again. His batting average went straight back up, mm-hmm. and he had a hot streak towards the end of the year. But yeah, he definitely struggled in his in his early time in New York. But he was actually facing that in the early early days and the late days during Kansas City too. He was just he could not hit the ball for a stretch. He, he um, was breaking though in Kansas City, batting three twenty throughout the first half of the year, becoming a valuable trade asset for someone like the Yankees. But Independent right. Team is one of those guys where he's like, I just, I just want to play ball. I don't care about the media. I just want to go play ball. And the perfect he, place to do that is a small market organization, which I think the White Sox got him for a really good deal, batting two eighty. I just don't think it ever got to him. And also, I think what what we all forget is that one of the during that run where the Red Sox were really good in those three years from 2016 to t- through 2018. And I guess we could count 2019 because they were kind of competitive for mm-hmm. most of the time. Um, he was their big time. He was their, he was their high level performer in big moments. He was the guy who was able to hit Mookie Betts could not hit on the big stage. He could not kind of the same with Bogarts. Mm-hmm. And you could say that about Devers too, but Ben Intendi actually was able to hit during the postseason and during and during big games. So I don't know. I just don't I don't believe that. I don't believe it ever got to him. I I'm gonna disagree. I think I think it just ended up getting getting to him. You know, it's not it's not a bad thing. Like I said, it's not a bad thing. But going back to what we were saying, Dahlbeck, I feel like he's got to get traded to a small market team just to let him have another chance. Let him have a breath of fresh air and let him go and flourish. You know? Um, I'm going to get our last segment. Also, Benintendi's better than Dahlbeck. I think yes. we can both agree oh, on that. No, much no. better than Dahlbeck. Hundred percent. I'm not. I'm not letting. I'm not saying that Dahlbeck's going to be better than Benintendi, but I'm just saying that it's going to be a similar, uh, similar stepping stone. Okay. For the last segment, the people know that you are a football page. Shut yourself out real quick. Uh, yeah, go follow the Fumble Rooski podcast. We talk about football. It's, Sorry, it's early. It, it, it's early. I'm tired. Um, and okay. honestly, I forgot that I was going to be on the show until like 40 minutes ago. Um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, go check us out. Uh, we're a good football page. And uh, yeah, we talk football. Right. And DeAndre Last Hopkins thing, to the Patriots. DeAndre Hopkins to the Patriots. And it hasn't happened. I'm not. I'm not breaking news, but we want it to happen. We're praying that it happens. So, last thing that we got to do. All right. I need you to clear your laptop of all tabs. No cheating. Okay. All right. We are both going to say you have three seconds per to think. We're both going to name New England Patriots players past and present until someone fucks up. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. I will get us started with simple Mac Jones. All right. Tom Brady. Bailey Zappi. Brian Hoyer. Christian Gonzalez. Jonathan Casillas. Ryan Mallett, RIP to the legend. Julian Edelman. I drew Bledsoe. Rob Gronkowski. Ty Law. Steve Grogan. Aaron Hernandez. I had to do it. Steven Guskowski. Corey Dillon. Uh, 
uh jesus uh rob nikovich <laughs> uh mike Vrabel. chandler jones chandler jones um kendrick Bourne. nelson aguilar damn uh kyle duggar uh christian gonzalez stefan gilmore i said christian gonzalez oh you did Dubs. Oh, shit. Dubs for the MLB channel. All right, you guys know I know more football than Adam. He's 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 a fake. He's scum. He's terrible at his job. He doesn't think he he can't do it anymore. In he's the same done. way that Ben Intendi can't do it anymore. In the same way that Ben Intendi can't do it in Boston anymore. He's done. All right, yeah. go go cancel him. Okay. With that being said, Adam, any last words you guys say for the people? Uh, no words for the people. No Go follow the Fumble Rooski podcast. Andrew, Andrew Benintendi is still a very good player who should not have been traded. That's we're we're gonna put that back on the back on the Pesky Pole Nation page. That's where you get all your news and leaks for this for this channel. It's gonna be through the Instagram. That's where I'm most active. So make sure you go follow the Pesky Pole podcast. Go join the Pesky Pole Nation chat where I have. The, what there's what, like 25 people in there now, which is very good. I'm more than happy with that. So we got about 25 people rocking in there. I want to grow it just as much as possible. Those are the people that mainly help me with this um, podcast who are going to give me ideas and really help with the content. So with that being said, thank you guys so much for watching or listening to this episode. God bless each and every one of you. I'll see you guys next time. Lost my best friend to 23 She left her body and hovered above me I saw no shadow, I looked around Searched every building and home that I found I saw no shadow, but felt the glow The warmth inside me kept me afloat Felt like heaven, I found my bones And gave me comfort when I feel alone Now you're gone, I'm alone Guess it's time to get better Through the pain I will go alone If I fall, break my bones I will scream even louder Cause I'm not dying alone I lost my best friend to 23 Left her body and hovered above me.
my best friend Oh